Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was, back, I was just back east. I watched it back east. I, I watched Gran Torino with my dad, which is like watching oh. King Kong with a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's like, what's the difference? <laughs> That film does have one of those. I, it's that one in when he goes to the next door neighbor's house and he goes in the bathroom and he looks at the mirror and he goes, "I have more in common with these crazy people than my own damn family." Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> way to play the subtext. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's <just a> subtext. <laughs> I, it's. I mean, all of his movies are are like when you the old joke about learning how to play the piano green yellow red blue green yellow you know it's, they're all emotionally he's, they're he's they're not all, one for shading they can i'm angry now <laughs> uh, we should start oh my, right? no, we've been saying so, we've actually oh, we, we, got, we got a, we got a minute of prelude oh, we can god. actually use now <laughs> my god of that insane racist rant i can't believe you said that it's a good thing we weren't no. <laughs> Have a moment of Probably can't even joke about. Can't even say that. No. Can't even. Not say funny that. anymore. Um, I'll tell you a funny did. story afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have literally no. You know, we like to start with a sort of. But well, you can everything use, we've. You can s- use some of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, my whole my whole stand-up act now is is about things you can't say and why. Let's be and, sure and of that context. <laughs> Nick, well, it, sure. it's good because you do. You do, I, I do talk about, like, you know, uh, things like High Plains Drifter and Thunderball, which has a, you know, it's like, it's a license to kill. That's it. You know, there's a scene in Thunderball where James Bond walks into a steam room and the woman goes, oh, no, Mr. Bond. And he goes, oh, yes. Oh, and that's God. It. Right. And yeah. she never shows up later with a bunch of cops. That's right. him in a jetpack. Right. Right. Uh, right. And, oh, God. And it's just. <laughs> It's just it, it over time, people come to different realizations over time. It took us a while to think slavery, maybe not. And, you know, and a lot of people, there was pushback. There still yeah. is a lot of pushback. There still is. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's for everything you come up. If I tweet to a million people, yes. I like yellow. Yeah. Half a million people, yellow sucks. You're an asshole. <laughs> Which is why gangbangs are so fascinating. <laughs> just to see a large group of people getting along. <laughs> <laughs> it's really what gangbangs are. It's just if 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 kickboxing is ultimate fighting, there's it's just ultimate getting along. So did you uh, choose a topic for this? I don't choose the topics. I had so, an idea. Um, we have we have, this is our first. Here, let's I'll do some official show stuff. This is The Movies That Made Me, with your hosts, Josh Olson and Joe Dante. We we have our uh, 
I believe, our first returning returning champion. Yes, we've run out of people. <laughs> we've run out. Of, we've done everybody in Hollywood. Now we're going to do them again. We've we've come up with the guy that hasn't stopped talking since we left him last. <laughs> Pick up where we left off. Um, One of our more popular guests. Yeah, very much so. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, nice that's literally the only reason we'd have him back. <laughs> should smell this place. Um, <laughs> Like I, like I made him laugh. I made him laugh. <laughs> I laugh at everything. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that, that didn't mean that. Though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, I'm a hail fellow well uh, met. Uh, um, <laughs> good God! All right. Well, um, Dana, I feel like I feel like last time you were here was uh, Stand Against Evil season two about to go on. Was about or? to go on. Yeah. Since then we have. Getting its evil season three, three and then and then, then we and then we were told that we'd finished the show. <laughs> oh no! Then, yeah, then we were told you're done, and I went, "Yeah, that was my idea." <laughs> um, but but the, uh, but we had three seasons. They're all on, on Hulu. They're uh, really uh, uh, very, very funny. I'm very proud of the show. And uh, this, if this is depending on when this airs, this spring I'm going out on tour with Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh. We had uh, another of our alumni. Yeah, another, another we alumni. had several aborted names for the tour. One was the Alimony tour, but that had been taken. Uh, yeah, who did that? That was uh, Bob. I was Robin. Oh, that's right. That's and right. Bob gave him the title. Hey. <laughs> Bob came up with it. And uh, one was uh, we're going out on tour anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the middle-aged white guys of comedy was that. But it's uh, the show with two heads. It's right, it's right out of here. So, and that starts when? When do you guys hit that? Uh, we start in May, and uh, you can go to danagool.com and, and find the schedule. Or, awesome. Yeah, we're going all over the place. You're playing here? We will be doing it. We don't have the RLA date yet, but we are doing, uh, we're, you know, we're doing a bunch of like the small theaters, just me and Bob. For cool. It's a good show. It's a, you I'm, know. I'm actually fans of both of you. So yeah. I'll, I'll be there. The two um, biggest Ed Wood fans you know on the same stage at oh, the same time. Oh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Well, that's become the running. I think I've already given this gag away, but somebody talked about doing a T-shirt for our show, and it would be an empty list. Would say, "What are your ten favorite movies?" But number two would be filled in. Uh-huh. I would say Ed Wood because almost every frigging guest we've had. Now mm-hmm. you're a bigger, yeah, you're yeah. you're you go way back. I go back. Ed himself. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I do. Yeah. Well, there's there's a there's a weird. I'll, I'll give you the brief story. Or I'll tell it in detail since we're on a podcast. Um, <laughs> My my friend uh, Steve Banos has a company called GargantuaPicks.com, and he goes to flea markets and yard sales, and he buys old photo albums, and then he goes through them to find. And he's found like snapshots of Bela Lugosi in a diner in 1952. Uh, you know, great of Boris Karloff yeah. walking through the airport in 1966. Somebody just snapped it and put it in there. Tons of stuff. I think he found a picture of Lindbergh, and. He had a woman that was an act had was in an acting class in Pasadena, and everybody in the class signed their eight by ten to her. And one of the people in the class was Ed Wood, and it was the it was the matinee idol picture with the mustache, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on the back was his resume, and it was before Plan Nine, but everything was there. Characters played young sweater girl, you know, like he cowboy cowgirl, you know, everything you need to know about Ed Wood is right on his wow. thing. And and I, I I bought it for him, bought it from him, and then. A couple years later, Bobcat had this had the photo that I had is tattooed on his arm. Oh, that's Cat, where that Cat okay. Von D did a gorgeous Ed Wood thing on his arm. And I and I said, I said, You have you have to take this now. I can't have it. You you must have well, it. He's got it though. Yeah. But I mean, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, You're more committed than I am. And and he gave it 
and I gave it to him and he was actually, he was, he was really touched by it. He was, he was very sincerely touched by it. And I'm like, we're both East coast jerks. And I was like, come on, come on, man up, Bob, come on. But two years later, uh, Bob Burns, uh, gifts me with a plan nine flying saucer. And I was like, Bob, this is the best thing anybody's ever done for me. <laughs> it's literally like, I, I was a puddle. I was a puddle. So, uh, so there you go. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, he's probably, he's, he's definitely the biggest. He's I think Ed, Ed Wood is the patron saint of our. Definitely. I'm not saying of the fancy. Although well, Scott yeah. and Larry have to factor pretty high to yeah, that's yeah. Ed Wood fans. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, by the yeah. way, have you, have you had Scott on your show? I've not had Scott. We had Scott. I haven't Scott. had Scott. No, no, I've had them both on twice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Scott yeah. just did our show. And I've known Scott as forever. As a solo. Oh, I've never done Scott as a solo. And, and I get home and, and my wife goes, uh, how, was, how was Scott? I go, he was absolutely great. Oh, she goes, Scott? Oh, yeah. I He said 37 words in the 15 years I've known him. Yeah. <laughs> but you put him in front of a microphone. Well, that's the, well, it's the old, it's the old joke. Uh, uh, Harpo speaks. And he knows oh, his yeah. words all yeah. and he writes a 2000, 2000 <laughs> book. Love that book. Biography. That yeah. book's amazing. You've read the book. No, I've never had Scott on solo. I had, I've had, uh, I've had them both on together, but I should do, I should do that. Yeah. He's, he's lovely. I don't like to break up teams. Um, <laughs> well, we, um, uh, Dana, you, uh, you know, as you know, we like to talk to people, do the, conversation the interview that they don't normally do so we thought we'd ask you about planet of the apes never, <laughs> yeah that would be great um, that would be, <laughs> <laughs> no Dave, uh, do you want to tell tell joe what you want to talk about well what right? i what i wanted to talk about is uh movies that you have that, that you love and then you you tell people oh this is one of my favorite movies and they go really and and you go no this is a really good movie and 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 the the i there are several but the preeminent one is the ghost and mr chicken Right, which people say Fantastic from the, from the yeah. title, they go, "Ugh, yeah. have you seen well, it?" Well, and no. it, it it it's part of the the, the ghettoization of Don Knotts movies. It, well, it was yes, but it there's not. It was the first one, and it, I understand what you're saying. And people who think of Don Knotts as Mister Furley mm. from Three's Company and not from, oh God, from what he did. I, I mean, I believe it was I don't know, it was five, seven, or nine years. I know it was I know it was a prime number. Um, he won the Emmy every year. He was on the Andy Griffith show. He won the best supporting actor in a comedy Emmy every year. I mean, you can't fight that. And and the other amazing story, and this speaks incredibly well of Andy Griffith, as you know, Andy Griffith was a comedian and he, and his, his sort of, uh, shtick, his angle was the, the Southern bumpkin that was a lot smarter than he was coming on coming right, across right, it was football right the common sense kind of guy right exactly and so he did an episode of make room for dad danny make room for daddy where danny thomas and his family got stuck in a speed trap town andy was the sheriff he gave him the ticket danny thomas fought the ticket Andy was also the judge you know it was a whole kind of funny thing and my god you're so funny this is such a funny character this is a show so that was the beginning of the andy griffith show they bring in Don Knotts and they see what Don does. And Andy says, and this is really, you know, one in a million, especially in, in our business. Andy says, I can't really do what I do against Don. So I should just step back and let Don do what he does. And I'll act more as the fulcrum to that. And 
you can count on one hand the amount of people whose ego is that deeply in check. Yeah. And who and, and who are smart enough to know if Don and I are on screen and Don does something funny, we both get the point. And uh and that's that's true. And 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 uh and he and you know, it worked like gangbusters. And when Don left the show to make movies, Andy Griffith like gave them notes on the ghost in Mr. Chicken and was mm. was involved in the in the production the 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 callback of attaboy luther was andy griffith's idea and it was just like hey i want you to do well you know which is really amazing i mean it's really amazing well that was just like robert culp with with uh with uh bill cosby Mm -hmm. on on i spot because i spot was supposed to be his show and he he fought to the nail to to make it a two-hander and to get cosby on board and and they all lived happily ever after that worked out well for all of us (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Don Knotts, though, we don't know. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he turned out all right. And the other, well, the amazing thing specifically, uh, also about the ghost of Mister Chicken. I mean, one of the reasons it, it, it's Don Knotts in his in his prime. If you and it and it really evokes the world that you know him. You know him from the Andy Griffith Show in this small southern town, yeah. with these rich with characters, and, and I, like every character actor in the world is in the Ghost of Mister Chicken. But but the brilliant thing about it, and you know, again, you can count on one hand because of that. It, it the movie itself is so rich. Every minor character has a bit has a world has a comes to it nobody is just there to what do you think don you know it's everybody's got it and it's it's so it's so dense you know it's like a it's like a a brand new banana bread um it's just (laughs) heavy and dense with delicious comedy and uh and uh yeah but i like i just wrote down a couple of the you know uh the names of the the character actors You, you know dick Sargent from uh bewitch is in it rita shaw skip homier uh what's that guy's name it's in everything um no it is uh burt muston burt muston hal smith <laughs> you, he's in robert it. robert cornthwaite george chandler ellen corby's in it hope summers mm-hmm. jessalyn fax is in it james milholland's in it sandra gould is in it all of these Every you know you 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 know all their faces. Every single person was in yeah. every single comedy, uh, especially com- comedic television show in, in the late sixties. I mean, it, it's all in there. And as somebody who had a horror comedy show on, uh, the other thing that this movie does, which is not an easy feat, is it mixes them. It is scary. You know, the stuff in the house when I was a kid. Yeah really scared me yeah. huge tip of the hat to Vic Mizzy's that music there's something about <laughs> to this day like if I hear it I get a spinal it just it's a tonal thing um I, I haven't seen really it in effective. so long. And I'm just getting, yeah, yeah. warm and fuzzy. He's just listening to oh, yeah. talk it, about it. Because it is. It's, it's so comforting to see all those faces. It's so comforting and, to see all those faces. He's tons of hilarious lines. When you work with words, <laughs> words are your work. <laughs> uh, like just, I mean, just like real. And, and, that, and that's the thing. Like when everybody thinks of Don Knotts, they think of him as Mr. Furley running around. That, that was not the thing that he did 
the best. See, and I don't even because he replaced uh, Norman uh, Fell. Norman Fell, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a yeah second of three. Second, but when when Don was at his funniest was when he was pretending to be tough. Right. You know, yeah. it's like the yes. nervous the nervous stuff was not was the, was the layup. It was when right. he was like you know the like of his chest. Yeah, well, like, he hon- he honed that nervous thing on the Steve Allen. Steve Allen, right, right, right. You know, uh, with, uh, where he played, uh, they had man used to have those thing, uh, man on the street mm-hmm. vignettes, uh, and uh, he had a character who would just uh, <laughs> would say, Steve would say, "Are you nervous?" He'd go, no, and, uh, <laughs> and he 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 that that's where I first saw him, and really? uh, and I I remember seeing the pilot of uh, of the Andy Griffith show as part of the Danny Thomas show. And uh, Ronnie Howard was actually in that episode as the kid. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. and uh, and it was it was it was a funny show, and the Danny Thomas show was pretty funny. I mean, it was yeah. Sheldon Leonard. It was a lot of the same people who did the Dick Van Dyke show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, when when it became Mayberry without Don, mm-hmm. uh, it still had its fans because it's a certain type of show for a certain yeah. audience. But it just lost the the the, the fun. Yeah, and just like I mean, he really was, an a the like the nuclear rod of hilarity. And I mean, there was so many things that are still funny. I remember one time, he, he, he busted a guy for jaywalking, and it turned out the guy was on the ten most wanted list. And then and the FBI came in, and uh, and he just had uh, and uh, Andy said to him, uh, "Well, Barn did such a good day. Why don't you take a day off?" And Barn goes, I'd like to, Ange, but the law game, it's a deadly game. And I play it for keeps. <laughs> it's just like, it's, like, it's just so fun. I mean, it's just so, so, so richly, richly funny. So richly, richly funny. You just reenact old Andy Griffith episodes for us. That'd be great. Let's stop talking about movies. It's um, what's, this, is a, this is apropos of nothing, but it's something I noticed. We'll cut it then. Good. <laughs> the Prince song 1999 is written in Andy Griffith's cadence. I was dreaming when I wrote this. <laughs> so forgive me if I go astray. <laughs> but when I woke up this morning, <laughs> I could have sworn it was judgment. <laughs> Sky was all purple. There was people running everywhere. It just it goes... And then Don Knotts could do super. She's a very freaky girl. <laughs> can you don't take home the mother. <laughs> and she'll never let your spirits down once you get her on the street. There's a weird line in that song. Again, we're going on a tangent. We're going on a tangent. Yeah. But when Rick James goes, when he gets there, she has incense, wine, One and candles. It's, it's such, such a, a freaky, freaky scene. scene. That's not a freaky scene. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, well, what strange? I toured in I toured in the eighties. Yeah. I was on the road in the eighties. I've been in freakier scenes than well, like that. It was even, and you know he did. That was not a freaky scene for him, especially. No. Yeah. When they get that she has a unicorn, some cocaine, and a machine gun. Okay, now that's we're in Rick James scene. territory. Yes, what? And that's in Rod Serling's cadence. She's a very freaky girl, <laughs> the kind you don't take home to mother, and she'll never let your spirits down. Once you get her on the street, she likes the boys in the band. She says that I'm her all-time favorite. I could go on. I could you go could. on. Wow. Um, um, but yeah, the, uh, the ghost of Mr. J- and and it's Mike Mike Scully, who's 
the the, the famous uh, writer on The Simpsons and mm-hmm. and many other uh, fine fine television programs. Um, uh, he is also uh, 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 Mike Scully and the Farrelly brothers are also like ghost of Mr. Chicken fans, but there's only, there's not a lot of us. Most people, when you say what's like your favorite comedy, it's in my top five favorite comedies. I mean, just, I, I, I believe you know, that, uh, people go, Adam, no. Adam Rifkin, who's been on our show ranks, ranks that one pretty, yeah. pretty goddamn high. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's firm from through the lineage of the, of the ghost breakers. Yes. Know? Yes. It's, yes. It, which is also a movie that has good, scary stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a musical thing. Right. You know, um, um, horror comedies is a whole separate genre. Yeah. And there's the very, <laughs> I just remember the, the three stooges one where they're in the Scottish castle. And as one of my favorite stooges lines where, uh, I think it's Larry and he goes, who are you? And she goes, no, it's Shemp. And she goes, who are you? And she goes, I'm Lorna Doon. He goes, hi Lorna. How you doing? Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was, I was, I was talking to, um, Rich Coase, who's Sven Gulli, of course. Oh. And he said that when Chicago, in addition to hosting Sven Gulli shows, he would also host as himself. Uh, he would host Three Stooges. And he goes, oh, we did, you know, we did, we'd have theme shows. And, and I was like, well, outside of slapping, what what themes do you have? And he goes, oh, no, there are lots of themes. There's uh, uh, parakeets walking into things and making them fly. <laughs> Just like, my God, you're right. <laughs> like, there's well, no way he could with, get with, that skull up off the ground. With that many episodes, there has to be able to find themes. And what did they do? 300 light bulbs like? filling with water as a theme. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, good Lord. Yeah. But that's definitely one of my, one of my, one of my, my favorite uh, comedies. And, and I tell people, you know, like, you know, snide, snotty hipster friends of mine like no it's amazing it, you it's have so to good. watch it it's so I, good. I remember watching it a few years back yeah. kind of like having forgotten and it's not snide it's, no it's not it's, it's not it's not yeah. cool to like it that's that, yeah that, Somehow, that's what, it's, it's just, like it's like clean jokes and dirty jokes you know yeah, yeah i mean yeah. dirty jokes are cool and hip but clean yeah. jokes are pretty funny but every now and then here good knock knock joke but it just it, it yeah i remember some afternoon i don't remember why just kind of you know, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and I was like, oh, let me just take a minute just to walk down memory lane and get in touch with my child. I watched two minutes of this stupid fucking movie with that guy from that, that. Yeah. And all after, I just sat there all afternoon with just a big smile on my face. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. So happy. Um, it's a happy, happy movie. I was doing this one of those things. You, this is one of those things you get to say because it's true. And it was, I, was, I was doing a movie with Bruce Campbell, and, uh, and we were, I was saying, uh, we're just talking about movies that we like, and I just went, oh, God. Goes to Mr. Chicken, oh, I love so much. You. And he like we were out in the Castaics filming a car chase, and he just at the top of his lungs he goes, "Come, come, <laughs> do come and murder go together, murder and come, come and murder." Which is what I had Don Knotts sign my window. I have a window card of the movie. And I had, when Don Knotts came to do The Simpsons, I said, "Could you sign it? Do do come and murder go together?" And he went, "Is that a line from the movie?" Yes, it's alive in the truth. I wouldn't make that up. <laughs> oh, I just yeah. want to go home and watch it. I, I know. Really well, do. good. It's, there you go. It's that it's kind so of movie. good, and it's it's. I say, the, the colors of it are so nice too. It's one of those movies where it, 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 just, it embraces you. It's a back, you know? it's a backlot movie. It's a, yeah, you know, yeah. It's totally back. Yeah, totally Completely. a backlot movie. Yeah. I but I want to live in those towns. I want to live in those. In fact, the Simmons house is it the Munsters house? I think it's the Munsters house too. Yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, and and by the way, speaking of like uh, uh, movies that make you feel good, the colors are so rich. You you've you've segued beautifully into into my second into my second movie. I love um, he, he planned it that way. Yeah, it's really good. Well, you know, again, if you know, we're we've been around long enough that you know, if you had told me in two thousand, I guess it was fourteen or fifteen that. That my favorite movie of 2014 would be the big budget remake of Battle for the Planet of the Apes, which Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is. Yeah. I would have said, no, you're insane. <laughs> that the movie was made for $2,000. Yeah. Uh, but no, it is. And now we're looking at, you know, the, the big movie that everybody is looking forward to is the, the big budget remake of King Kong versus Godzilla, which right. is, you know. <laughs> And and that's and that's a a, a a great movie that gives you the warm and fuzzies that I can that I will talk about for a little bit. But the the movie that I think really for me is one of the best kaiju films ever made that no one has gone near is War of the Gargantuas. War of the Gargantuas, sure, which, yeah. which which has everything in it, but it also has that nineteen from nineteen sixty five to nineteen sixty eight. Everything that came out of Toho had this gorgeous color palette including you only live twice which was shot at toho at that point at that time and a lot of the same actors you know i'm sorry let me let me rephrase that including the exuberantly racist you only live twice (laughs) 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 the the vigorously asiophobic you only live twice there's a line there's a line in you only live twice where james bond and the head of the japanese uh secret police uh T- tiger tanaka are are in these tubs getting bathed by geisha girls yes and the guy goes the girls are fascinated by the hair on your chest bonson and he goes well old english saying bird doesn't make nest in bare tree I was like, oh, like you. Ha, ha, ha. Subhuman. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Get out of this movie. Um, uh, I, I've got, uh, well, I prefer that. Um, not my favorite Bond film, although I'm a Connery guy, but I have got a giant, what's the, the, the like, like, eight, make a six sheet. Oh, yeah, hanging upside down. Post, in and it's volcano. so bizarre. Yeah, it's got these two little vignettes at the top. One of them where he's in a mach- uh, that little helicopter. Yeah, little and, and little another Nelly. Where, little Nelly. And then and then the one where he's in the bath with the girls. Yeah, and yeah he's got, I know that and he's got the exact same expression on his face. <laughs> and then weirdly, he's in that um, the the lair, and he is he's he's hanging upside well, down. No, he's there? not hanging. He's weirdly he's hanging at an angle. <laughs> It's not quite poster. upside down. So gravity's not. If you're hanging upside down, gravity's you go fine. But he's hanging at this weird cool angle. He's too cool for James gravity. And then no one ever gravity. notices unless you live with the poster. He's got he, his shoes have prehensile toes. No, exactly. That are I gripping know. these know. little metal things sticking out of the yeah. wall. You're like, what the fuck is going on in this yeah. poster? I love it to death. I love it to death. I, I, I don't know what's going on with this toes. I but. had the I had the one sheet of Thunderball in my office at home. 
and uh, my 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 wife at the time wanted me to take it down because our girls were little and she didn't want the girls having unrealistic <laughs> body image. Like, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> That's I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so. It went down and oh, wait, was replaced so, so, by my carnival by my carnival of souls poster, which won't spook them at all. Sorry, I, th- I, I thought you were about to say carnal knowledge poster. No, right? yeah. That's any movie with <laughs> look, my kids are any movie with our Garfunkel. In. <laughs> oh well, bad timing, of course. It's yes, like, I know. Always good for the kids. Yeah. Um but wait, so I want to get back to somebody the, the somebody color. said somebody said something about um uh uh Art Garfunkel is is in a movie called like Blind Fury or something like that, like some weird seventies movie. <laughs> it's like if Art Garfunkel was really capable of Blind Fury, Paul Simon would have been dead years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh, don't get me started. Just well, War of the Gargantuas one. Okay, so yep. the the origin of this story it, it it's really it's really fascinating. Um, years ago, there was a guy. I, I think his name is John Beck. John I have, Beck, yes. Okay, so you know the, John Beck, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. The notorious John and, Okay, well, because you know a lot more about him than I do. So, Phil. Well, I, I, to my mind, King Kong versus Godzilla alone and how he stole the whole thing from yes, Melissa O'Brien. That, that's the, I mean, but the beautiful point of this story is. So I, I'm going to, no, I'll that, tell a story. Not only you. do we have listeners who have no idea what you're talking about, I don't know what that is. Well, so, well, so Brian is the guy who did <laughs> no, the I animation yeah. for King Kong. Right. He originally had a, an idea called the uh, Frank. Well, he wanted to do King Kong versus King Frankenstein. King Kong versus Frankenstein. And King Kong would win. He had a, well, it's a different kind of Frankenstein. But, yeah. but anyway, he Frank had Big this win. concept and he went to, to sell it uh, in Japan. And John Beck was there. And or we went to sell it in but some he, studio, and yeah, he, John Beck was there, and he heard it, and he stole the idea and pitched it in Japan, and they made the picture there, and they dumped, and they dumped. Oh, there's another, there's another step because, <laughs> so he, yeah, he had it here, and then they said, well, like this, they brought in John Beck, and then RKO said that was it. He was RKO, RKO said, yeah, RKO said, no, no, Willis O'Brien, you don't own the rights to King Kong, we own the rights to King Kong. So then they started to battle with RKO, and then Ernest Shodzak said, "You don't own the rights to King Kong. I own the rights to King Kong." In the in, in the meantime, John Beck goes to Japan and sells it to Toho. Everybody else got screwed. The only guy that got a paycheck was the guy that never thought he had the rights to King Kong. Everybody else at least came from a good place. Willis O'Brien thought he had the rights. RKO thought they had the rights. John Beck never for a minute thought he had the right to anything. He's the only guy that got up that got paid. So they they he they take it to Japan and they're looking for a um a third Godzilla movie. They had done two and they wanted to do a King Kong movie, obviously. They decided that they couldn't do a stop motion, blah, blah, blah. But they did make uh King Kong versus Godzilla, but they but they also wanted to make a, a a Frankenstein movie, and they made one of the great crazy movies of all time, Frankenstein Conquers the World, mm. which uh, is a is a basically about a heart that gets into this sort of feral kid. The kid and they, it. yeah, but and they go into all this thing like there's there's a giant giant plot about protein intake in this movie that's really it was like it was produced by the chicken farmers of america um he and then he grows to like 30 40 feet tall he fights a monster named anguilus i think and 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 it was a huge hit but it's as crazy as like you know frankenstein the 35 foot caveman 
Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. Sure. And then, but it was a big hit and then they wanted to do a sequel. So they had, they came up with this movie called the, the, the Frankenstein brothers. And that was the Japanese version of war of the gargantuas. I don't know what the, what the title uh, was. I think I, uh, in, in, I think it was, I think it was war of the Frankenstein brothers. Oh, and in the Japanese version, they are referred to as, as Frankenstein. If, if you see the Japanese version with the American subtitles, they're referred to as, as Frankenstein. Uh, there's a, a green one that's evil and a brown one that's kind. Supposedly, the green one grew from the, a piece of flesh that was blown off the brown one. Um, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Uh, Nick Adams, who was doing a lot of movies in Japan, he was in uh, uh, Monster Zero, originally titled War of the Astro Monster. He was going to be the lead. And then the American producer, uh, Henry Saperstein, uh, who I is also the name of the doctor in Rosemary's Baby, if I'm not mistaken, uh, said, no, 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 uh, use this guy, Russ Tamblin. He's hot now because of these motorcycle movies. So Russ Tamblin, uh, Russ Tamblin enters the picture. Cut to me, 1994. I'm in my little apartment in Beechwood Canyon, and I've made a momentous decision in my life. I'm going to sell my fax machine <laughs> through the recycler. <laughs> now, for our younger listeners, <laughs> the recycler was before the internet. Oh, the they know what the recycler was, is. It's a website. I'm, I'm trying to explain fax machines. <laughs> a fax machine was simple. You'd plug it into yourself and it would tell you if you were telling a fact or not. Um <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, it was a fax. So, and then I selling it, I get this call from this guy. Yeah, I need a fax machine. Uh, I live in, uh, I go, oh, do you send it? He goes, I live in Venice. I like, oh, I'll just drive it over. Like, Great, it's 200 bucks. So I get my car. I drive to Venice. I knock on the door and Russ Tamblin opens the Whoa. door. And I go, I know who you are. And he goes, oh, hi, come on in. And then he goes, let me give you a I'm going, I'm not taking your money. You're Russ Tamblin. Here's my fax machine. <laughs> and he goes, oh, sit down. So we sat down. He gave me a Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department coffee oh, cup. Wow. And I said, uh, as I have to tell you, as much of a fan of Twin Peaks as I am, I love War of the Gargantuas. And he just burst out laughing. He goes, that movie. He goes, I don't have a lot of clear memories. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember making up a lot of my dialogue. And I don't think they liked it. <laughs> and then you read like the production notes and like the director was this Japanese director that like went out of his mind because Russ Tamlin would just make up his dialogue. But it actually works when you watch the movie. Like he is in the movie, but he's also completely with the audience much in the way. And I think we talked about this much in the way that Dwight Fry and the original Dracula is, mm. is in the movie but he's also with the audience at the beginning. Like when you go into that castle, it's a very modern performance. Yes. Uh, uh, before modern performances were a thing. I mean, it's really amazing what he did. And, and Russ Tamblin is in that in War of the Gargantuas. War of the Gargantuas, as a, you know, as a, for the 12-year-old boy and everybody, it, it has everything that made these movies great. It, it, terrific fights amazing special effects i mean for what it is the the model work is 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 it's it's brilliant but it's it's all clearly 
it's it's clearly guys in suits on a stage in front of miniatures, but it's it's beautiful in the way that like yeah. like in the way that the 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 no production of the of a Ramones of an early Ramones album or the first Clash album. It's like no, it's it's definitely not produced, and it's gorgeous. You know, it 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 really works. And there's just something about the colors, the colors of the 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 cycloramas that they mm. used. It's just it's one of those movies you put on at a party, no dialogue, and it's just it's just people can walk in and walk out. And it, what it's what really is beautiful. absolutely dawned on me, like because I, I I have a thing, yeah, it is that era. I don't think it's just Japan though. I think about like the Batman show. I think about things like mm-hmm. the President's Analyst. Oh, about, the President's you know, Analyst. Think about it, all these movies from that period where. I just, you know, when they come out on Blu-ray, I always get them. And my favorite thing about them is just seeing them again. It's just enveloping myself in the colors. Yeah. It feels uh, like, was it film style? Giants and Toys also. Giants and Toys. Yeah, yeah, I wish there'd be a Blu-ray. Yeah, by yeah. the way, you were, you were on, as you know, the, the first time I talked about that film. Yeah. I finally saw it. Have you, have you yeah. watched it? Yeah, fantastic film. Um, really, really glorious. And, and oddly, <laughs> oddly connected to King oh. Kong versus Godzilla. All right. Now I have well, to. it's Japanese. I have to do. <laughs> no, it's more than that. Um, I have to I have to read something to you. I I didn't want to have to do this, but uh, um, <laughs> is it a subpoena? Come to this. <laughs> no, no, but but they wanted to do. Okay, um, you know, in Giants and Toys is a, 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 it's the Japanese will success spoil Rock Hunter, but it, it's much which <laughs> which in itself. Which in itself, I'm so glad that I'm with two of the six people that know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh no, I, I watched it with six. And people. the other four people are all very close friends of mine. Like, <clears throat> there well, there's guys, five other people. Scott, Larry, there are at Drew, least Friedman. at least ten more out there. Yeah, yeah. Because I showed it at my weekly movie night, and everybody loved it. But the great thing about my friends is none of them listen to this show. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, but but it is. I mean, it's 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 it's. You know, after what, what, just I like to step back, like Japanese culture, it's World War II. They literally tried to conquer the world and they were defeated in a in a in a culture that honored death over defeat. And, you know, and, and this is a this is a culture that, you know, part of the armistice that they signed that was the biggest issue of contention was they didn't want to admit that the emperor was not appointed by God. You know, it's like, we, we can't say that. <laughs> Why there are certain similarities to today. I know. Well, it's, I, <laughs> no, I, 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 I know. Are. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Well, I, I, that's another whole speech, but the concept, yeah. The concept of American exceptionism. That, did the empire, did the emperor sign Bible? That our, that our less than 300 year old country is literally <laughs> God's favorite country. <clears throat> sure. You know? like, it's like, does but uh, does to what point does he own a pennant? Does he have a pennant in his room? <laughs> um, but so they they had this, you know, the, and then suddenly in in you know fifteen years they they switch from military being superlative in a military way to being superlative in business, yeah. but they have the same sort of feral religious devotion to their business success uh fanaticism fanaticism yeah and and then but but oddly giants and toys is really self-aware on how this fanatical devotion to business success 
destroys you as a human being. It's it's it Giants and Toys is a movie about the individual, which is a really radical departure for Japanese culture. And what I love about it is to underscore the 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 ridiculousness of it. It's a war between two candy companies. You know, it it's a it's actually three, but it's 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 they're battling over chocolate and and who has the best treats, which is just it's it's just beautiful. And so you get to King Kong versus Godzilla in in the 50s and 60s as TV started to overtake uh Japanese culture uh a popular uh uh quote in, in Japan was one of the leaders said that TV was creating a nation of 100 million idiots. And they were very, very aware of the, the negative aspect uh, the negative influence of TV on the culture. Um, and the, the guy that wrote the movie said people were making a big deal out of TV ratings. My own view of television was that they didn't take the viewer seriously, that they took the audience for granted. So I decided to show that through my movie and King Kong is originally taken to Japan as a rating stunt for uh, the sponsor of a television show and, and how their quest for ratings literally leads to the destruction of, of the country. I mean, you wouldn't, <clears throat> it doesn't matter when you're 10, Yeah, <laughs> but, but they still do the thing. And, and, you know, one of a, a really underrated movie. Well, I don't, it's not underrated amongst people that watch these kind of movies, but if you don't know the movie Shin, Godzilla, which came oh, out after film. after the American Godzilla, yeah. is a, is is a really trenchant satire of the Japanese government's lead footed response to the Fukushima mm -hmm. nuclear meltdown, and yeah. and they're really great at you know I love the idea of using a giant monster movie as a vehicle to do a social satire. Well, no, um, it's in when you say that. I mean, I immediately go to think someone did that report last year that. You know, they added up uh, all the time that had been given to him and that the American media TV had given Donald Trump somewhere between two and five billion dollars of free advertising. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah, they just pointed their cameras at King Kong and then he destroyed the country. It's, it's, yes. it's, 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 a, it's an absolutely perfect metaphor. It right? is, yeah, it is. I need to go yeah. home and start writing. Uh... Yeah, no, it, it's, <laughs> it, it really is true. And, and, and it is... Uh, you know, it, it's it's sort of like oddly, I, I imagine that scene. Uh, I recall that scene in the Apocalypse Now, where the Coppola cameo, where the soldiers are going yeah, through. And he's going, like, Don't look at the going. camera! Don't look at the camera! Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's really true. You know, when that happens, we'll just be filming it. You know, we'll just we'll uh, we'll yeah. just be filming it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is it is amazing uh, that they are able to do that. I I, I I'm a little flat footed when it comes to coming up with an American version of that was able to take a movie that was just broadly entertaining and turn it, you know, I, I wish uh, it, we could remake Mars Attacks and do it correctly Oh, and tell that story. Uh, well, yeah, I, I tell I that really story. Like that film. I'm one of the, that, that's one. That's why they will go on my list of people look at you funny and like, oh, you got it. I love the Tim Burton Mars Attacks. Well, here's, I'll give you my 30 second. Not a little broad for you? It, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Tom Jones. I don't know. Um, yes. Well, I, here's my, well, as it's it, not when, when Tom Jones gives the best performance in a movie, you know, that you know, <laughs> no, I, I won't. when Tom Jones gives the best performance in everything he ever does, that's why he's Tom Jones. But here's, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. 
I could, I'm you sure know, like, right. you but need a, you need a straight man and a funny guy. You know, and right. like if you if you t- if you take the human beings from Independence Day, yes, and put them into Mars attacks against those Martians, it's much better. The, yeah, uh, I, you know, I, as opposed I like to Independence the, Day better. Right? The <laughs> hilarious, as opposed to the hilarious Glenn Close. Yeah. You know, just going all out. You know, you know, it's like I, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, it could be. I uh, no, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to put up the big argument for Mars Attacks. Yeah, it's, look, it's I love Tim Burton. I love, I love. It's no King Kong involved. versus Godzilla. Yeah, no, that is true. No, but it could have been. That's that, which has like, the worst King Kong in the history of motion it, pictures. It really it's, does. It's, say what you will about the meaning of the movie and all that, the satire yeah. and all that. When that moth-eaten, yeah, but crappy, yeah, it looks, it looks awful. Thing comes yes. on, even kids go, oh, that's and that. And the it head, smells like my grandmother's basement. Yeah, and the, the the face and the head. What it, face? Uh, that's what <laughs> right. I mean. It's like you, no one goes it's like just glued on this carpet. It? This is it's it. Like, it's like when they remade the American Godzilla, and they said, "How can we have a monster without a face?" I know. Let's get the one that they used in King Kong. Because <laughs> that <laughs> that monster doesn't have a face either. The no, first I, I, it's, a, it's a horrible design. Not terrible. It's yeah, it, it's a terrible design. Um, that uh, implies that there's actually a design. I mean, I even as a kid, I was like, "That's not." They just glued carpet to a guy it's really, that's not a design it's that's really, not a yeah and also when when well they, there's when another japanese fight. king kong movie king kong escapes that's which a I think movie, though. it's a better movie but the, the again the uh the 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 kong suit is not, yeah, oh, it's not a little it's, bit better not much it's been it's been cleaned at least yeah <laughs> but in king kong I saw that Godzilla, the when they start to fight you know the camera instead of being down on the on the ground to make uh-huh. them look big, big suddenly goes up to eye level yeah. And it's like now they're really miniatures. Now they're now they really look. That funny. was a, that was a common mistake. There's another weird physics mistake in War the Gargantuas. Yes, <laughs> I said it. Let so me say that again. You have seen it fifty times. Let me say that again. No, this is funny. I've seen it a hundred times. Okay, and this just hit me the other day. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where you go, wait a minute. The refrigerator um, moment. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Where they have a flashback. To when Russ Tamblin and his uh, Japanese um, uh, female assistant, whatever she does, they they have the brown gargantua as a baby, and they raised it as a baby. But it's the size of a little kid baby. It's like, right. no, as a baby, it would be the size of an elephant, but it would be a baby. It wouldn't be. It would that's be your physics kid. problem? with. That's the only thing about that movie that I think is Everything not possible. Everything else in that movie is... Everything else in that movie, Every, I mean, uh, that movie is perfectly perfect legit. Fun. Well, as I say, people will believe the impossible, but not the implausible. <laughs> you know, All of these things are dovetailing somehow with something that's been in my head since you talked about knocking on the door and has nothing to do with anything. I'm probably going to kill the show now, but just <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it since you brought it up. But my, my experience of knocking on an L.A. door, not knowing who would open it... Um, uh, was going door to door for uh, the Clean Air Initiative way back when, and and Burt Young in his underpants opened <laughs> the door, and then you get to the King Kong suit, and it just reminds you get a Burt Young in his <laughs> underpants. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very funny stand-up comedian, a buddy of mine named Jeff Cesario, who yes. used to have a joke that said, "Like I'm so hairy when I go to the beach, people go, who called a cab." <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm and, so sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but though, yeah, those two, and the other great thing that War of the Gargantuas has is the words get stuck in my throat, which is 
the in the middle of the movie, they go to a nightclub, and there's this woman. I could I forget her name. She did some stuff. She sings this song. The words get stuck in my throat. It it's uh, to to quote Robert Klein's line about the national anthem. The song is written for a goose. <laughs> and I was like the words. Uh, but uh, Devo later covered it. It became a staple in Devo shows. They covered it? They covered it. And a really great God, punk band called Dump did a actually very beautiful cover of it. But uh, and, and then she sings. They have the whole song. Clearly, they were short. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a song in there. How much of the song? Do it all. What song? The Rock of the Edmund Fitzgerald. We're really short. Um, and then she sings the song, and then the gargantua reaches and pulls her out. Fantastic. Spits her out. It's really just, it's just ghastly. That's but, I had uh, no idea Devo had done that. That's some. Yeah, it was. Oh, they, and they it was like a staple. It was yeah, like a staple in their shows. Who else is educational? Yeah, I like. Uh-huh. Well, the Ramones did uh, "Shape of Things to Come" mm-hmm. from um, uh, "Wild in the Streets." Mm-hmm. Right. Like how how many other great bands have covered and and songs, songs from yeah, and Gabba Gabba Hey? Uh, well, but yeah, that's yeah. A, a nod. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. That. Yeah. Right, they did the same. They did the thing. Um, and uh, another movie of that era with uh, that uh, is the, it's not as colorful as the ones that you'd think. But what it what I love about it is uh, it's a it's a very simple story for a comedy. Like I, um, I had a everything now has to be a wedding cake. Um, I I had an idea. Uh, and I went in to to, to pitch it, uh, and it was a very simple idea, and about a a, 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 a a common weird tradition that we have in our uh, in our culture about marriage and stuff like that. I, I, I something might happen with it, so I'll keep it to my. But pitching it to somebody like that idea became good, but only if it would lead to the reveal that they were both spies. Ah. Like everything has to be something else. It can't just be a man and a woman. Two guys who are completely different living together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. No, it can't. Yeah. No, if you did the odd couple today, it would be right. But could Oscar be a spy or a vampire? Yeah. And yeah. And Felix is an (laughs) interdimensional. Oh, we're cutting that. I'm using it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was just, it bugged me. I got a werewolf and a vampire. (laughs) That's clever. Wow. Living together. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's garbage. <laughs> speed. Deal the card. Speed. Um, I love you, Alice B. Toklas. Hi there, swinging homemakers. This is your kitchen guru. Loop on your love beads and we'll pass on a few hints from the grooviest cookbook ever. First, pick around in the shelves there until you find something with a picture on it. That's it. Now, pour it in a pot. (laughs) Any old pot will do. Lay on an egg and a little moo, and you're switched on. Which is a very small movie from 1966, I'm going to say. Yeah. Peter Sellers, Lee Taylor Young, written by Paul Mazursky. Uh, directed high ever back, high ever back. But it's just like Peter Sellers is this guy, and then uh, he starts eating pot brownies, and it changes his life. And he falls in love with Lee Taylor Young, who's young and beautiful. And it's just, it's sort of like Babbitt, you know. It's just like <laughs> you know, he's this guy, this by the numbers guy, and then he meets this young woman, and he starts uh, getting high a lot, 
And it just talks about how his life changes. And it's a really simple story that you, you couldn't do today with a gun to your head. It's not Peter Sellers' best movie, but it's one of those movies, like another a movie that I find uh, that, that I really like that nobody remembers, Serial. Oh, yeah. Martin Mull, based God, on the Siren McFadden movie. Let's just, let's just talk about Serial for an hour. Yeah, Are you a kidding? really I, underrated movie God, that, that nobody movie remembers. Yeah. And it With is... a title like that. Are I know. Serial, S-E-R-I-A-L, yeah. based on the amazing serialized novel. By Siren McFadden. That, that ran... Somewhere, I mean, I got it as a book, but it was like, didn't it run in some? It ran in a, like a Mill Valley time. It ran, yeah. ran in. It's a story of uh, baby, you know, baby boomers in Mill Valley, California, that have settled down and now they have kids, and now they're all, you know, um, and there are hot tubs in it. Yeah, well, it was. It's the it's the it's the era of uh, when everybody had a porn stash. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just everybody had a porn. I did do it, but but. Because we had a long time where we couldn't find the trailer. Did we convert it or something? Uh, it has a ghastly. I did a. It has a ghastly trailer. theme song. Oh, okay. I, oh, which well, I remember. But it's great. It's a crazy world, crazy world. <laughs> that greets the day. But I, we, I remember seeing it. We had when I was in high school. We had like a thing called Starcase, and it was like a pay service, um, for my dad to watch uh, titty movies uh, late at night. And but because of that, when I was in high, we, I like I saw Apocalypse Now four hundred times. I saw Manhattan four hundred times, and and Serial was one of these movies on on heavy rotation. And uh, it's it's Martin Mull, Tuesday Weld, uh, Tommy Smothers, Tommy Smothers is like Christopher, Christopher Lee, Lee as a gay he, as, as a, a gay as biker, a gay and biker. he's fantastic. He's we are not what. Can't say it. Yeah. We are We're, tough dudes. We are tough dudes, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't we say the line? Come on. Is it the F word that it is? No, the it's the P word. Really? My They're, men are not. Pansies. No, no, no. I think yeah. you can. I think you say pansies. Joe can say that. Can yeah, say, I think yeah. you can say it. It's the, funny. The, the line in the movie. We're not pansies, all right. We're tough, tough, We're tough dudes, all right. My men are not pansies. We have terrorized entire communities. We are tough dudes, all right. Yeah, or, it's just, or, uh, I, I love you, man. That's easy to say, but are you willing to prove it? <laughs> it's a great, it's a great. And and Maud's husband, uh, Bill Macy, very good, amazing, very good in his. And he's a Bill Macy's just obsessed with Johnny Carson. Did you see Carson last night? Oh, it's just, it's just amazing. And there's a really, really, really funny scene, and I think it's funny because it's, um, where he goes to an orgy. Marmo goes to an orgy. And he is so uncomfortable. Yes, here. Stepping and, over the body. Yeah, but he's and, looking for his secretary, right? Who's yeah. invited him. But what's weird is when I was in San Francisco, once, I was invited to a party. I went, oh, okay, I'll come by. And I went to the party and there were people having sex. <laughs> I was like, and that is exactly what you do. <laughs> You're like, I, I gotta, how do I get out of here? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be around. I don't, one person in the room is sometimes too many. <laughs> it's just really good yeah and martin mull is is great in it uh, uh yeah. tommy smith is great in it. yeah and and again but it's a very simple story like today you could do that movie if they were on earth prime well, it's and not they had to <laughs> pitch me the premise i mean it's just life in this sort of marine county it's sort of an altman-esque kind of, kind of, i mean there's of, not yeah. a yeah it doesn't even yeah. have you know 
It's not a plot it's, movie. It's just some shit that yeah. happens to the people who live there at a journey. Yeah, well, they're married. Martin Mulls and Tuesday Wells marriage hits the yeah. skids and then they fix it. You know, it's like. Yeah, a, I mean, you couldn't yeah. imagine imagine pitching that. Minus, <laughs> Eunice, usness, weenus. Uh, uh, Sickness. Sickness. I believe it was made in 1979. It, it came out in 79 because I, I had read the book and been obsessed with it. And then I lived out of the country for the year, it came out and it came and went here and it never got released. And all I heard about was that it was terrible and it just, no, it's you missed nothing. And then about two or three years later, I finally, you know, it came out on VHS or something. I finally saw it, but I thought, well, let me just see it to knock it. You know, I like the book so much. Died laughing. It is yeah. one of my, I love it. It just came out on Blu-ray recently. Oh, did finally. it really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's a really great movie. And again, it's just a very, you know, not every, you know, not every movie has to be Thunderball. You know, it's just like, yeah. it can, it can be just, it's a, just a nice story about people that is a beginning, is a middle, fact, it is a middle. Nobody hanging one. upside down on that poster. That's yeah. right. And, and proving your, oh no, the poster's terrible, if I recall, but the, yeah, it's somebody on, diving into a hot tub. Yeah. And I, I showed it. That's right. Kind of doing that. Yeah. He's wearing his, uh, is it Bill Macy? Well, it's, it's very much that movie and oddly invasion of the body snatchers. If you, the, the Phil Kaufman version. Yeah. If you want to know what like double feature. San Francisco centric. In in the late seventies, early eighties, like yeah, yeah, like at the birth of punk and the the birth of the eighties, like this was with the the sort of the last the the last gasp of the seventies was yeah. like when you know when when everybody had a porn stash and and pe- women were off wearing roller skates yeah and and yeah, yeah no it's it's and, and to prove your point I, I showed it at my weekly movie night a couple of years ago. And, you know, people show up anyway because it's, you know, sometimes we see a terrible movie and they're okay with that. Right. And he, but he, there was, he gives them free food. So. Yeah, I, No, they, they pay for their own food. I'll just, I'll just assume my invite was lost. And, and, uh, anytime you want. Invite me, and, I'll come. Oh, okay, I will invite you. And um, no um, Divorced, middle-aged guy with three kids. What do I, what do I have to do? My dating and, and, profile uh, is the and, leading uh, cause of and, vaginal uh, dryness. I'm not going out. They all show up. It's one of those ones where they're all like, all right, fine, we'll come. And he killed it just killed it was really it was one of those ones where like we'll show up because we show up anyway you know, it's so, a great movie it's so good it's mm-hmm. so good yeah i'm i'm so happy you brought that up we'll it's like rerun I, it on trailers from hell right uh, yeah you know you can still find it on there. yeah it, it is it is one of those movies it's it's uh it, it it's one of the it starts and you just like all right i'll i'll watch this until it gets crappy and then <laughs> yeah. you watch the whole you got thing. A good hour and forty minutes ahead. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, God. It, Chris Lee really is so. How much comedy did he do? In his eyes, not enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, he worked with you on, on. But but he he did you know the kind of pictures he did. Com he did uh, Police Academy movies. He did a, a picture called yeah. He did the Russian one. Oh. Uh, and then he did one. Uh, Police a, Academy a, for a, Murder in Gorky Park. A Cannonball <laughs> Run movie. Uh, that was directed by Harry Hurwitz, and I'm trying to remember the title of it. Um, uh, but not David a Carradine was in it. Uh, but he didn't do. He didn't get to do a lot of comedies. Because he he's so he's, he's very, very good in it. Although he's, he's very witty guy too. Oh, what was he? Yeah, yeah. Didn't the uh, 250th was that it? What Gremlins two was? Well, his? they said it was 250, but he did so many movies he couldn't count, and and, and yeah, he had all yeah. those TV shows and stuff. Right. So it was you know, it's, and it's all, all those actors who have like big credits is like right. it, it, it's impossible to figure. He out hosted Saturday Night Live. He did, and, and he was very prime. proud of it. Oh, that's right, right. But, yeah. but Lorraine Newman had to like lobby Lauren Michaels, like, no, you really have to have this guy on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Will he have a, enough show? Would he show show? You know, it was yeah. a great episode. It was a great episode, and then it's really thanks right. to Lorraine uh, that. Uh, and I, I've, I've met her buff. once, uh, coming out of Ileana Douglas's 
podcast. I was going in, she was coming out and Ileana introduced us and somehow immediately went into talking about Christopher Lee. I forgot. That. She, <laughs> she's, she is rightfully, she's proud one of, of those. Yeah. And she's also, she's one of those people that I'm friends with. And I go like, Holy crap. I'm <laughs> friends with Lorraine Newman. Like I'm not a, I'm not a nobody. <laughs> I, I accounted for something. I know people. No, Lorraine, uh, Lorraine Newman actually uh, read uh, for red bunny Breckenridge's part at our last performance of plan nine live. Uh, really? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I like to mix it up. Great. Yeah. You didn't she was a little else. more butch than Bunny. That's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, she was, uh, she was, uh, whatever the conehead she was, she was, you know, perfect for an alien. Perfect for an alien. I don't remember that. No, L- Lorraine is, you know, I, I do these live stage readings of Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah, which you should you explain to Don't, yeah. I, that he doesn't invite us to. They're in, I, they're, they're not at my house. They're at a club. It's advertised. Oh, <laughs> No, and we do like I and I wrote stage directions that are that are funny, but then we don't mess with the script and we just do it like a you reading. And, no, we don't. No, yeah. we don't. And it is the only movie. It's a perfect thing. It's it? it is it is flawless. It is flaw. And we do it like it's me and Janet Varney and David Keckner and Paul F. Tompkins and and or if we do it in New York, we have Scott Adsit. We have uh, these really uh, tremendously uh, gifted uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, really gifted people. Uh, read it and then the stage directions are kind of funny and then uh, uh, and then it goes all the way through and it's it's never boring it never runs out of gas it, it, it's always funny all the way through people have said Can do another movie make this a regular thing and like yeah. nothing yeah, what works what would it be nothing else worked we tried it with the boy in the plastic bubble and it was <laughs> grueling it was grueling well, yeah yeah oh god yeah yeah be- no there's really i've yet to find anything that that does it it's just it's just no other, that's the no beauty other of wood, no other wood script no like Ed, because glenn or glenda it doesn't lend itself no, like that's, the, that's like a documentary yeah, yeah it's well, a it's, or, or scott alexander it's a different movie every five minutes yeah. <laughs> but but really there's nothing that it has the the, the and, and you know the great thing about Plan Nine is just when you think you've done every trope and you've got the, then Eros comes in and it's a whole other thing. It it never gets boring. It never gets tiring. Um, it's just gorgeous. And so I was doing these at Largo, and I was um I was with Lorraine at a, a thing, and she was like, "I want to do that." And I was like, "I would I, I would never." <laughs> I was like, "I would never wanted to. I would have never." Th- thought to, to ask to bother her she, yeah. to bother her yeah. i was like i when do you want to do it i'll arrange it yeah, well, yeah but she's like a fan she loves the genre she, she loves yeah her. she's the i can't say enough good about her she's just so great and uh and her daughter uh hannah einbinder is uh, a really 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 funny uh comedian she's just starting to get uh to work around and i saw her perform as talking to her after because like, you can tell when people are like you can tell when people have something and they don't, and you know, uh, and that's not always the person that's funniest on the show. But mm-hmm. like, uh, she's she's got something, yeah. uh, and uh, and and Hannah did this really funny thing about you know like you know they say that your computer has an eye for the thing, and then the government is spying on you, and that they're spying on you through the phone. And we know this is all baloney. And then she holds up a little piece of cardboard that says "Help." You know, <laughs> I, I don't believe in it. They have my children. You know, this is really really funny. And I was just talking to her after, and I said, "Oh my God, you're so funny! Like, are you from here?" And then and uh, and she goes, "I oh, uh, didn't know who she was. I didn't know who she was." And and, and then I go, "What's your last name?" And she goes, uh, uh, "Einbinder." And I was like. Oh, do you know, do you, uh, do you know Chad? I'm, just, I'm Lorraine's daughter. I was like, Oh my God, I've met you, but you were two feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so terrible. 
she really, yeah, there's very gifted, uh, very gifted family. That's really, amazing. really super funny, talented people. How did we get on that? Oh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yeah, Christopher Zero. Lee. And uh, um, yeah, I don't know if there's any other comedies that he did. Not He's very good. The, the The sketch of him as death on Saturday Night Live was like a... That's yeah. a great sketch. Yeah, it's a great sketch. Yeah. 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 So do you just, I mean, would, would, would the issue be that he would tell people I want to do comedies and they go, yeah, you're Christopher well, Lee. Well, you know, you're... you're, you're your cast and what you are successful at and yeah. you know what would you're bankable in and uh, you know there weren't very many people who were and he did the, he did a couple of pictures for harry Hurwitz. he did the new rosebud hotel hmm. uh which is a comedy but but they were all they were all fairly low profile right. movies and this was part never this was Leslie like, well this was uh, well, this was when he was in america and he was trying to change his profile he came here and he was in airport 77 and those kind of things, and and he it, was trying to it, it, Adam was, West it or no, to Shatner was, it. No, no, he was trying to get a foothold as a you know an actor in uh -huh. America, and and it just wasn't working out for him. He was doing much better in in, in Europe, so he went back. He looks not unlike Joe Biden. If you if I you see him on that. Space nineteen ninety nine in that Joe crazy Biden? wig, yeah. He looks uh, no. If you looked, at, yeah, on the, when Joe Biden did Space nineteen ninety nine, I know he groped uh, Barbara Landau, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, if I can find it, God, you are so polite. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Doesn't it look like Joe Biden in a in a great new getup? <laughs> no, this will be cut. Is that really from? Uh, That's from Space, Space 1999. I weirdly remember that. I, I, you see Joe Biden. I do see Joe Biden in the mouth. Yeah. That's Joe Biden's mouth. Back when he was in the Edgar Winter Group. <laughs> well, Joe Biden. No, it looks more like him upside down. Running. Yeah, there you go. Now, Joe see, Biden, that's Joe. Yeah, hanging, no, no, Joe. hanging from the hanging from the volcano, and you only live twice. <laughs> this prehensile toes. Seriously, <laughs> Google that image. Google that poster. You you think we're lying? He has no, it's crazy. He's got prehensile toes. Yeah, I'm amazed it's you really, don't because most people don't know. You know, I've seen, no, I've seen that. I've considered buying that poster. It's it because poster. again, but it's gorgeous. Like, yeah. it's, you know, the color is you yeah. Know, the color yeah. of you only live twice. Is, it's one of those movies just put on. Oh, Mars Attacks. To, Mars Attacks is one of those movies without the sound. It's it's gorgeous. It's great to look at. Bram Stoker's Dracula like, without the sound. The gorgeous. Of the second half of the '60s. They used to shoot on film. <laughs> they can't. Oh, and then the seventies the got very stock, muted. It's the stock. It's the labs. It's you know, and it's and it's what's what was passing for the kind. And now everything is teal, right? And in know? the seventies, so, it was like everything had to look quote unquote realistic. Yeah, yeah everything yeah, everything was beige. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything looked like the Bob Newhart show. Yeah, or French Connection. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of brown and yeah, sweat green. Yeah, yeah. but no, there is. It, it's one of those things that. And they're more time. It's more like stuff from 1966. It's it, in in the way that the the Twilight Zone looks much more contemporary than the Night Gallery, even though the Night yeah. Gallery is much more recent. And in yeah. color, yeah. Star Trek, the uh, as they say now, TOS, the original series, looks much more timely than Star Trek: The Next Generation, which is so 90s. -y. It yeah. looks like it's shot yeah. in a dentist's office. Yeah, yes. you know. Uh, what a very soothing dentist office. Yeah, but it's a, a lot of beige carpet, <laughs> yeah. man. A lot of <laughs> a lot of carpet. Yeah, yeah. It's not carpet; it's space floor. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you say Hulk the running. Hulk running. It doesn't say Hulk. It should say Hulk screaming. Why does it say Hulk running? It should say Hulk screaming. 
Now that's a movie. Which, yeah, which, that's a movie. Which uh, I saw. I was. I used to work for Jim Brooks on The Simpsons, and he's in. And we're and talking I, about yeah. we're talking about modern romance. Modern romance. Yes. Albert Brooks. <laughs> I walked up to him one day and I said, "Mr. Brooks, I was uh, I was watching Modern Romance last night." And he goes, "I'm in that movie." I, was like, I know. That's why, that's why I mentioned what if you it. Brought it up? <laughs> what if I went? I don't think so. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think so. I know. I don't think so. So those are your home video assignments, definitely. Well, you reminded Go. me too with all this stuff, and this is where I get turned on. Um, uh, this is where I get turned on, mm-hmm. uh, and turned on by the guest and the host. Um, uh, combination of color and then movies that everybody thinks are terrible that I love, and then you show it to me. Uh, Speed Racer. Oh, Speed Racer is great. The only thing wrong with Speed Racer. I the only thing wrong with Speed Racer. It's it's a it's a remarkable movie, but the only thing wrong with it is the story but, is impossible for an eleven year old to follow. Uh, because uh, because what they've done is they've made a movie about corporate finance and taking right. over stuff, and it's like, what are you fucking making a movie about that? It's supposed to be for children. I mean, but, the, technically hmm. and artistically. It's a it's a breakthrough kind of a movie, although yeah. it obviously didn't influence very much else other Sadly. than there are other movies. Have you seen it? I have not. No, I've oh, not it's, seen it's it. Quite, it's quite. I know it's so It's a really. I believe they now movie. call Wachowski Starship. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Wait, what? I'm not lying. I believe that it's what they're because they're no longer the Wachowski brothers. Right. I believe their corporate entity is the Wachowski Starship. I was a big fan of Sense Eight. Yo, I loved their loved, show Sense Eight. Loved it. Loved it. Loved yeah, it, I thought Sense Eight was amazing, and the, do shot not the, all over the world. Oh, I yeah, and I just look at their budget and what my budget. Oh my god, was. he's not making this up. Wachowski Starship. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, well they went. Well they brought in uh, Yorma Kakonen and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just I, I I need to get out before they do. We built the city. <laughs> that yeah, Sense Eight. Sense Eight is so good. Yeah, it's and, now, and I could never understand who's the why name of the Netflix, Korean actress Duna. Oh, oh she's, God, she's great. From, she's so good. Have, oh my God, I have to tell you this story. Duna, I, I was just going to say, I have such a, a crush on on her. When uh, especially when she kills those people with a machete. Um, but that's your issue. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't. Duna Bay. I am as God made me, as they say. Um, I did a I did a panel for the ghost of Mister Chicken, thanks to our friend Larry, uh, at the Egyptian, and uh, because I I I had done uh, Don's voice on The Simpsons. Um, when you see Barney, it's it's uh, me, and uh, and I you know I love that movie, so they had me on the panel, and uh, Joan Staley, who was the romantic interest in the movie was done was was on the panel with me and now she's an, an, a lovely older woman she you know like looks like you know like tyne daly you know she's like this nice older woman and i said i had such a crush on you when i was a kid and she said have i ruined it oh. <laughs> i thought that was the sweetest thing in the world i, I said the same thing to julie adams when i met her but uh she said i had such a crush on you as a kid have i ruined it (laughs) she didn't i I, I said that to lauren mccall that was mine she immediately launched into talking about bogey which was amazing because you're just around here we don't just like coffee we love it (laughs) speaking of the creatures in the black lagoon uh tomorrow on my little uh podcast i'm interviewing uh a young woman named mallory omira 
who just wrote a book about Millicent Patrick. Oh, that, yes. Yeah. Who ostensibly was cheated out of the... Uh, yeah, well, designing. to read the book, there's... You, there's no ostensibly about it. <laughs> no, are you yeah, saying, the, are you saying the, since the, you've the already book, recorded it, it drops tomorrow? No, I'm record, recording I read the book. I'm recording her tomorrow. Oh, but yeah, yeah, the, Another, another the, anti-Bud Westmore screen. I was just going to say, well, the book could be called Bud Westmore's a cocksucker. <laughs> 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 it's pretty brutal. Oh, that's fantastic. And it's also about her sort of, uh, uh, her sort of journey of yeah. finding out about it. It's, it's really, it's a, it's a lovely like book. Yeah, it's a lovely, have it's, you, it's have a you lovely it? book. No, I said it sounds fast. Oh, it sounds fast. Oh, I think it's the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but you were mentioned so yeah. on my last podcast because, uh, in fact, I stole some audio of you because I do a little, uh, in the middle of the podcast, I do a little, what I call the middle piece because it's a piece in the middle mm-hmm. um, where I just talk about whatever interests me or whatever we discuss in the podcast. Then I'll go on a deep dive in it for about 20 minutes and sort of just do a little historic. My podcast is three hours long. Oh, yeah. Um, and I did it about Brother Theodore. Oh, well. uh, was uh, was was talking about really, really fascinating life. Yeah, yeah. He had was in a concentration camp yep. and wasn't released until he signed over his family's fortune for one Reichmark. Mm. Yeah, it was really uh, astounding. Was, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the doc, right? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. To yeah. my great chagrin, which is yeah. wonderful. My 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 friend Harlan and Ellison was one. They were best friends for years, and yeah. Harlan could do a dead-on brother Theodore. Theodore wow. had hilarious stories about housing with him. Harlan and brother Theodore just tripping down the <laughs> tripping down the cobblestones. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wish I could do either, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Thank yeah. You. Wait, is that one dropped yet or? That's, yeah, that's the one, I think it's the one that's up now or the previous one. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm, I'm yeah. working my, those are fucking long, man. That's why I do one a month. And I, it's not by, it's not by design. I mean, it's a, a when I started to do the podcast, it's been a while. I just, I didn't want it to be like every other podcast. I, I didn't want to do one until I had an idea and then. And then it just kind of grew into this monster. Yeah. And and Great now show. when I don't, if I would feel like I could drop one tomorrow because I have the interviews done, but I'm still editing them. And then, you know, I and then I just keep, well, the way I want to put something else in it is make it worth everybody's while. So the way like it comes out once a month, it's like, it's like, I'm not comparing myself to this person. It's like a Kubrick film. You know, they don't come yeah. out often. When yep. they're there, you sit down, you ingest. Well, this is an embarrassment of podcasts. I mean, here you're both talking about it, sitting down and spending huge portions <laughs> of your life editing yes, stuff yes. that you've already said. It's so much fun. <laughs> I it's it's yeah, it's the it's the height of no, or maybe it's pure narcissism cutting my own lines. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, no, it, 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 I. You get to make yourself look good. I do, and I yeah. and I it costs me money. Believe me, I would have much more advertisers if I was weekly. Uh, yeah. I have a, I have a hard time getting advertisers, but it I can't. Every time I try to do a different version of it, I feel like do I'm we have advertising the audience? Uh not not yet. No, we don't but, know advertisers. We need what to have are a we meeting. Doing you, we need to have a we, meeting. Yeah, I can. Well, we got, I got to connect you. To we something. got things in the works. We got things in the works. Do you have a Patreon yet? Uh, no, we have not done that. Do it. <sighs> yeah, get a Patreon going. Get a Patreon going. Um, um, uh, I keep I keep thinking we need to get bigger, but I don't know. No. We don't have to talk on the tape. All we've we got later. is all we've got is what we've got. That's you just have your own bigger. millions. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, we have four million listeners. You play the, play the. You yeah. probably have more listeners than I do. 
I don't think so. People know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Play the, play the jackpots, you know. Play the what? Play the jackpots. Get a Patreon. But yeah, no, I, I thought about it. I've thought about it. Like, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get there. Um, well, Dana, are you done? Uh, those are the ones, the, those that, the ones that I brought. Okay. Those are the ones that I brought. That was, well, shit. We appreciate it. I didn't bring more. I'm kidding. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Podcast. It's well, so, we talk about, we talk it's about so hard to get me to open up. I know. I'm so <laughs> reticent. You have to just hoax him. I do have this fear. Do you have this fear? Do you have like, do you have these, these, you know, they're, I guess they're like the old high school ones where you show up and not ready for the test or you're naked. But I, I do have the one where we're sitting here. It's some amazing guest we've been waiting for our entire lives. And they sit down, they have a list of their, you know, their, 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 their what, you know, 10 favorite war films. And, and they go, uh, all quiet on the Western Front, apocalypse. <laughs> and, and you're just, oh yeah, no, I've had I've had interviews where I'm I'm like, yup and nope, uh-huh. yup and yeah, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're familiar with this format, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's just like, and you really do appreciate Johnny Carson. Oh God, yeah. Like yeah. just what a what a what an effortless interviewer he was, yeah. and 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 how he was able. He's to... He's in the uh, new Apollo Eleven. Um, is he yeah that new apollo 11 movie oh, really? that's the, out the with big, all, yeah. the, the great big format thing apparently people who've seen it he's like in it several times wow. all over the place wow there's a f- weird thing he used to do I, I still watch him and like like you like so bob newhart's on and you know that they're friends and that they do stuff but he'll go now somebody somebody told me that <laughs> yeah. you somebody told me that you play tennis with don riggles <laughs> And like clearly, yeah, yeah they you told with you us. that. Right. <laughs> yes, but Johnny knew that he was the audience, right. and that he had to present it like right. he, yeah. as opposed to other people that we all know that we go like, I should tell you we're friends, and we no Johnny was never played their friend. It was like no, I'm here, I'm here for Middle America. I'm just gonna and he got good at it. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, yeah. Although but, I do miss Sammy Maudlin too. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thanks. Thank you guys. Oh, so it's always Dana. lovely to see you. Joe's got to go. He's a director. He's a director. It has been quite a while. <laughs> has it really? Are we, uh, yeah. this, oh, isn't a tele- this isn't a telephone. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Timpani! <laughs>